Nobody out. Three and two on Charlotte. Jokic gets it across the timeline. Gets a high pick and pop with Murray. Lindsay breaking through. Taken away by Nathan McKinnon. Two on two with Landis Scott. He has done it again. Vaughn Miller, ladies and gentlemen. Dump two hands. Nikola Jokic. Save me by Grubauer with the left pad. Oh, goodness gracious me. Take a good luck. You won't see it for long. Jurat O'Brien. Trevor Story. Lock. End zone. Touchdown. Funky music. <laughs> That'd be an amazing way to intro TDSP. Oh, we're already gone. Yep. So, uh, and we're off. We this broke the ice. <laughs> you know, Allie said she was gonna cue me. She got a little distracted. Oh, I didn't. See, I th I thought you were to go like, go, oh my god, I uncued silent prompts. AJ quietly shaking his head in disapproval. Presented to you by Breckenridge Avalanche mm. Ale. Breckenridge Avalanche Ale. The best way to celebrate an Avs win and drink away an Avs loss. That's right. Something that we'll be talking about both of here today. Uh, also want to remind you to nominate a stellar community member. So literally no one on this panel. Um, but an Avs fan <laughs> who, who should get a chance to celebrate at a playoff game this season. Each home game, Breck is hooking... What? You think you're a stellar community member? <laughs> I think I'm a community pillar, sir. <laughs> I think it's uh, beyond, like, DNVR avalanche. Let though, alone you know. a stellar community member. <laughs> <laughs> you Son know. of a bitch. <laughs> community leader A.J. Hafley has <laughs> objections. I mean, I guess if we're talking about the abs community, I was thinking of, like, yeah. the community at large. Yeah. Not just DNVR. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> Breck is hooking up uh, a fan and a Good friend people. with tickets, gear, uh, and of wow. course, some Avs Amber Ale, of course. Wow. And they're going to uh, donate a pro portion of all proceeds uh, of sales of Avalanche Amber Ale through the playoffs to the community fund of Boulder County to benefit Marshall Fire victims. Okay. Um, so, today is an interesting one. I guess this is up for debate. AJ is of the belief that this is uh, bad timing for this. I <laughs> yeah. think it's actually, I think it's actually perfect timing for me to intro the guests, <laughs> which is of course AJ. There are no Andre. guests. We're all yeah. regulars. I would say hosts. Aww. Hosts, my hosts, my all fellow right. hosts, my fellow hosts. Eric Weedham, D-Line, aka Big Market D-Line. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, Andre Simone, aka. No. What Little was it? Professor Dre, the math magician. <laughs> yep, yep, good one. <laughs> and of course, AJ Hayfley, aka the pillar of the community. Yeah, okay. no doubt. No um, doubt. Okay, I prefer community pillar. Community pillar, community AJ. Pillar, AJ. Like, that's your Chiron. I like that. When you get interviewed on the news, it just says exactly. AJ Hayfley, comma pillar. community pillar. Exactly. I'm actually gonna start using that in town if I ever have issues. Like. You don't know who I am, which I actually say all the time to everyone. And then I'm going to say, no one does I'm going to tell community pillar AJ Hayfley, my dear friend, about this. Dude, you don't know what mistake you just made. Can you imagine it's the so collapse true. that would take place if that 
single pillar was taken from the community. The oh, community yeah. itself would, it would collapse on it would, itself. It wouldn't be good. Why do, you, why do you think Denver goes to shambles two months at a time uh, when I go to Canada? I've never thought about it before, uh, but I'm thinking about wrong. it now. He's not wrong. thinking about that right now. The most believable yeah. thing is Andre... Yeah, like getting mad at someone and saying those things. Do you know who I am? Yeah, you I'm gonna try to say to say that I'm a community pillar to oh. see if that helps. Like, you can't take me down, or else the community will collapse. Yeah, I I'm wouldn't. the blood of the city. No one's yeah, ever exactly the blood of the city. That's a great line. <laughs> this okay. is just how I'm trying to stay employed. <laughs> so I'm yeah. a community pillar. There yeah, you go. That's a good one. So obviously, the other night, <coughs> Nazim Kadri with. Truly one of the most transcendent playoff performances that I've seen. And I use that word transcendent because it was obviously incredible on the ice. Um, but it went beyond that, too, with everything right. that he was dealing with. And, and so forget the Avs loss last night. Like, right after that game, it was, okay, let's talk about that and some of the other great playoff performances in history. And I think what makes the Kadri performance so unique is that it was all the outside stuff that was leaning yeah. up against it. And when you go through these and you start looking at them, it's like, okay, well, that was in a really big game and it was an incredible performance. Yeah. And, you know, I think the Jamal Murray stuff um, is, is the one that's comparable to this because of, you know, just what was going on in the world at the time. But right. even that is a little bit different just because – all of this was directly at <coughs> it was Kadri. about Nazem Kadri. Yep. Mm -hmm. Because the if we're being honest about it, the the incident with Jordan Bennington, the run in <laughs> that play, the controversial play mm -hmm. that kind of kicked everything off. If it's not Nazem Kadri involved in it, the city of St. Louis does not react the way that it did. Yeah, hundred percent. No. If it's I, I've said to multiple people, if it's JT Comfer that's involved in that play. There isn't suddenly a run on, you know, people aren't freaking out about gingers the next day. <laughs> They're not talking about it. Yep. They're just moving on with their lives. Like, I can't believe he got hurt. And, of course, you're always going to have, like, he did it on purpose. Mm -hmm. Like, when Ryan Johansson got a stick stuck in Kemper's mask, there, yeah, were, there right. were idiots out there who were like, this was super intentional. I, I didn't say that. I said once his stick got in there... I felt like he didn't make as much of an effort to get it out of there. As he didn't I didn't even know it see. was in there, man. I, um, um, upon, upon further review, also <laughs> hearing his quotes about it, I think I was wrong, and you're right. Um, but you're right. Like, there's I, always going to be those people. But those whole things started. All the fireworks really started because it was Kadri specifically. Yep. Yeah, his playoff history. Yep. Everything else that uh, everything kind of combined. To, to make it controversial because it was him. Yep. You know. Uh, well, and the coach's quote, that kind of well, sparks and it. And that's is, what I was going to say is I feel like the Blues yeah. falsely used this as a rallying cry, a rallying point. And I, maybe they did, maybe they didn't realize what that was going to result in. Yep. But well, they absolutely didn't. Yeah, Otherwise, right. they sure. certainly yeah. would not have done that. No, I don't mean what he in, was going to do. I mean like what their hindsight. fans were going to do oh, I mean, by riling them up in that way. Like, Barube knew exactly what he was doing by pulling the reputation bullshit. And the other players knew what they were doing, too. It's like they were trying to conjure up some sort of thing that, they could, that would motivate them. They didn't realize what it was going to do for, for Kadri. 
It's always easier to have an axe to grind in the postseason. Yeah. Yeah. Best of seven. And yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Well, there's also Especially no immediate reaction. Game. Like, after the hit happens, they play two periods of hockey. Right. The Blues well, do like, nothing yeah, about it. There was, no, yeah. there was no penalty called. Uh, no nobody nobody no did anything. Right. It's that they lose the game, so it then was, they need something to ramp them back the up. Game, yeah. And then it was like, piece of, piece of shot. Right. It was like, you guys right. had two... It was like six minutes into the first period. You had almost yeah, the whole exactly. game exactly. to do something about it. And you guys sat around and played a hockey game. You guys managed to just play a hockey game. And then you lose and you're bitter and you're mad. And then the news comes out that he's actually hurt, hurt. Right. And won't be that around for the rest of the series. He throws the water bottle at Naz during the... Uh, during the post yeah, post game interview, which yeah, people a, seem split between that's hilarious and what? I mean, it just shows how soft he is. It's like it's, it's a pattern yeah. with him flinging his stick in yeah, Kadri's face yeah. from like six feet away. Well, right? and this is like the super tough guy goalie who always tries to to Mix get into up, other, yeah. get into fights with people when there are dudes in between. Yeah, and then when he had because like he, he earlier in the series he even skated over at an av and was like talking. Yeah. yeah, was like, oh, do you want to? Because when Nachushkin ran into him in game two, that put them on a five on three. He skated over to the blue line and was like, getting tough with them. And it was like, yeah, yeah. There, there's nothing less tough than going at someone when you're essentially wearing a suit of armor, right? Like your every part of you is covered. You're like, what? What's and, like and knowing that in no way yeah. is anybody in that building going to let you right, fight that right. guy, yes. even if even if that because if that guy goes over and sk skates over and fights Jordan Biddington, like he oh. could just be like he attacked me. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, total nonsense. Starts a riot Absolute on the nonsense. Ice. It's yeah. like uh, guys that get in fist fights in the NFL when they're both wearing helmets. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, at least those, those at least those dudes start throwing them. Jordan <laughs> Bennington has yet to actually do that. Right. He just he just he does everything right up to the line of so, actually getting into it with somebody. A... He's the ultimate hold me back, bro guy. Yeah, oh, sure. Also, I didn't realize how much I hated him. Like when you see goalies, you don't even know what they look like. Then when they showed him in the box, yeah. I was like, oh, wow, really punchable face. Yeah. yeah. Like, and, I want to yeah. fight you right now. Oh, looks also, like, looks like a Minecraft character. Was it yes. at all discussed that like it looks like they might have been doing some sketchy shit up in that suite? What? No. That was did like you, my did first Did you guys hit me that like, on like, the watch like along? sketching no. the game? Like, I saw him like <laughs> look down at his hands a little bit. I was like, what's he got in those hands? <laughs> Probably like know. a corn dog. You're I'm like, not what's happening. Accusations. <laughs> I'm just saying. I was curious if anyone else was like, what are they doing? Can you doing imagine that your goalie goes out and then he's pictured in the building, just like popping quaaludes? I could, that's <laughs> what I. I kind of wish <laughs> RK had made this the surprise topic of this TDSP. Like, <laughs> like we had in prepared an another topic, and then we came on here and now started breaking down sketchy footage. It's of a Pruder like film. I just learned what that is. What else is there in Denver sports right now? Then what Jordan Bennington was doing in the Sketchily. I'm with you on this, by the way. We have no evidence, but I'm sure it was something <laughs> illegal, positive. 100. <laughs> percent Okay. One thing we, <laughs> have, we haven't even gotten into the actual performance from Kadri yet. So, AJ, yeah, I walk mean, us through it. Like, they needed something, right? You're in you're in game four, and yeah. you're up 2-1, and everybody, one zero. Everybody, everybody is like, you know, every time he touches the puck, he's getting booed. Uh, it's been a whole thing. Uh, he spent the last... Uh, 48 hours getting death threats and 
people in it like people weren't even messaging his Instagram. They were messaging his cat. The the cat Instagram that yeah. his wife Jazzy. has set up for him, like And their foundation. Idiots. Like Yeah. Are you kidding me with this? And and like she puts them all on blast eventually. By the way, normalize that. Yeah. Normalize screenshotting yes. idiots, yes. racists, bigots in your DMs and posting their 100%. whole ass account on yep. the internet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Totally. I had a there was a blues fan that's been sending me things that Z wants me to post and put that guy on blast, and I just won't do it. We're not going to normalize. I thought we just said we're going well, yeah, to normalize. Yeah, we to normalize. I'm all about. I'm. I'm not going <laughs> to. Whatever. We'll, yeah, we AJ, won't get into that. It's a personal, a personal uh, choice, but I Thank say normal. You. Like athletes, just put these people on blast. They deserve to like. Is get there fired. anything that looks worse than the guy who with his his face? Like you're looking at all of the screenshots, message, message. There's a guy with his face that he has sent to the. Nazim Khan, you know what I'm talking. It's like oh I yeah, that was just stands video. out. You're like, bro, what is wrong? <laughs> Anyways, back to the game. Yeah, so he's been getting all this, all this stuff. The police presence has to is increased at the team hotel. It's hanging outside of his outside of his room. Um, they can't go anywhere. Like they get to the building and the police are like escorting the team into it. And because he, you know, yeah, he was inundated with so many. It wasn't just the five screenshots that mm -hmm. Ashley released like ridiculous right yeah. uh, so he's been going he's been going through an emotional ringer gets onto the ice which any athlete will ever tell you like that's that's okay that's the reprieve from right, all the nonsense right. now i can just play a game i can just play the i can just play and whatever and it brings out the very 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 best in him he has a four point night he has a hat trick including the absolute Dagger in the third period oh. that makes it five three, uh, where it's Shout like, oh man, they are about to go up oh, no, three that one. Was the short side one. Yeah, they are about to go up three one in the series and sweep in St. Louis. Yeah, and it's Kadri. Oh. Like it's the everybody lost their mind about. Oh, he's a scumbag and he's this and that and like his character has been like publicly dissected for yeah. forty eight hours. His family came under fire. He came under fire. But, you know, a combination of Islamophobia and racism and death threats all wrapped up Holy in the one neat little bundle here. Uh, and and goes out and drops a hat trick on that team in that, in that city in front of all those fans that hate him that yeah. much. In front of a head coach that threw him under the bus and then... When had when he had an when given an opportunity to just say racism is bad, yeah. said no comment. I'm I'm not interested in it. Who then walked that back and said, "Oh, we were aware of threats, but we didn't know it was racism." Which like okay, so threats were cool. Yeah, so he was cool with the death threats yeah, to Nas. I know that one. But the racism was too far. Rich coming from a guy who was suspended during his playing career for on ice racism. Yep. Yep. Cool. Screw that yeah. guy. Uh, so it was the ultimate middle finger. It was the ultimate, mm. like, this was way bigger than hockey. And in, like, the annals of Denver sports history, this singular performance, a, a game four in round two, a, certainly a night that we're all going to remember. But had it just been, again, had JT Confer had that hat trick, we would be like, wow, 
awesome. Yeah, yeah. But I, it was the combination of everything that happened that made it such a special night. And I think Kadri's reputation does make that a little more special. It does, right? yeah. Because everything you said, I mean, you, you know, you, you framed it perfectly. That would be enough for a human to have to handle and overcome. Yeah. On top of this, this guy's dealing with the career reputation of kind of getting him in massive trouble in the biggest moments when his right. team needs him the most and when he's really going to be able to play his style of hockey the most, right? Yeah. It's and kind of the, the tragedy of Kadri's career thus far is that when he's able to be that that badass, that pain yeah. in the ass, he hasn't really been on the ice because some horrible things happened that's got him suspended. He's made horrible decisions, and yeah. he paid prices for those. And this was, this was a person being inundated with the worst of humanity and having it bring out the best in him. Yeah. And if that doesn't speak to a person's character, Oh, I know. I don't know what else. I don't know what else possibly could yeah. that they threw the kitchen sink of ugliness at him and he rose above all and it brought out the very, very best in him yeah. both on the ice. And then after the game where, you know, for, for those who hate that was for them. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm a big believer in like personal growth and the thing that kind of hurt or upset me the most about this whole thing is I truly feel like I've seen and witnessed Nazem Kadri's personal growth from his mistakes and especially this year it feels like he's yeah. come so far and realized like I have to change I cannot keep making these mistakes and I truly believe him when he says that. And I'm sure he said stuff like that before. But this year it felt really real. And, like, you read the Players' Tribune piece, which was obviously so touching. And, and yeah. you're like, this guy really is trying to change. So for this completely accidental thing to happen with absolutely no intent yeah. to result in this was like, that is what sucked so much. Is because I just know, like, he probably had a hard time sleeping that night just thinking, like, what if they do suspend me? You know, like he knew that he didn't, but like that whole thing. And then on top of that, he's getting all this shit. And I thought him going and scoring that hat trick and not only the, for those who hate comment, but him having like the maturity to, to point out, I know it's not everyone in St. Louis. Yeah. Like he was just so on his game in that moment. And in that I, whole game, like that yeah. was that even further defined the personal growth of Kadri this year. And, so I think in the end, like it's it, it, it's part of a cool story, but it also diminishes how disgusting what he had to deal with is to like make it just like a cool story. Well, and like we treat it, we sort of treat it as like this obstacle to get through. Mm -hmm. But it's not like, oh, well, he scored a hat trick, so hey, guess what? Racism over. is over. We did it, guys. <laughs> yeah, like it's you know, it's not an ob it's not like an obstacle you get through. Right. You know, one of the one of the 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 perspectives that kind of dominated over the course of the couple of days was that it wasn't, it wasn't like, it doesn't just end. Yep. It's not like all of a sudden he's never going to get another death threat. He probably or got more that mark or yeah. whatever. It's it's, but we treat it as like this, like triumphant moment. Like, he and, got, and, he and, and like the hat trick. And... Look, it was great. And in yeah. that moment, that response that it, it was awesome. It was a memorable night. But it was really just the tip of the iceberg of he's been dealing with this his entire life. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's been going through this and he's been he's been fighting uphill against uh, you know, just his his combination of his of his heritage and who he is and uh and his skin color and you and you're talking about a dude that just has beaten those odds consistently in his career. Yep. Yeah. And yeah. it all sort of culminated in that one night and we all got a great a great moment out of it, a great night, a great a great night to remember yep. from it. And for me, because it's so unique in its nature, I think it's absolutely one that we'll remember forever. Yeah, this isn't this isn't just a great playoff performance. This was a great personal yeah. performance. This was man against so many different elements. Yes, I mean the goal after the power play, after he's viciously like. And just like cowardly attack, yeah, terrible. Was just amazing. It was so so great. Like, I, just fired felt up as so I've real been. in that moment. Who was? I mean, it, it felt great when he scored the first goal. You're like, oh, I know. He goes flying down the back. wing and he scores the short side. And now that all of a sudden the game is taking this big turn and they're up two one. And you're like, oh my gosh, what? Wow, this is crazy. And then it just gets better and better and better. Yeah. The only way it would have been better is had uh, the defenseman, I think it was Perunovic, not stopped the his empty net attempt. I know. That four. It would have been four yeah, a four-goal game. Yeah. Dude, the other thing was like his reaction after the goals was like how he's just like, ooh. Yeah. Dude, the, the ear cup. Oh, so it I, was like. It's iconic. It was oh, so great, beautiful. Man. Like I, at home, watching, I was like. I at first thought he was doing the ear cup. Upon further review, another, you know, diving into the... <laughs> Zapruder film, let's go. The Zapruder film. I think he was actually going like this. Like, I'm in your head. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I think he did both. Okay, well, hell yeah. Because More of that. he absolutely ear-cupped, and it was... Oh, so epic. So great. Like, I, he wanted to be the, the villain. He played the villain. They were like, look. He was like, all right, if I'm, if I'm the bad guy, I'm the bad guy, and I'm going to be the one to do this to yeah. you. Yep, yep. And it ruled. And just to add on to that moment and and how I'll remember it is the way that Avs fans responded last night. Like, the picture's up on the screen. Yeah. That was so special. And I tweeted it out today. Like, I take, like, immense pride in the way that our city is viewed. Um, Just as, like, a sports city, um, as a city, you know, and just the way that people are here. And the people who got there early – brought those signs stood there cheered his name all that stuff represented all of us so well and for that i'm super thankful and, and that's part of the memory and for his me. reaction during warm-ups yep. you know where he was like yeah he's like was... i see you guys yeah yeah and i think there's a hockey take in here somewhere that i don't know i don't even know if this is the place for it but like he's a free agent you know like i, I talked about this after the show i said you know if you were gonna try and build that bridge and say you should come back uh, in free agency. You should take less money to be here. It would start with how well he was supported during this whole incident. Not just by the fans, and, but right. the organization went to bat for him. The teammates went to bat for him. Yep. Um, unprompted, Eric Johnson was like, that's our guy. And and yeah. that's not the reason why anyone did that. But if it ends up oh, being of a, course. Yeah, but if it ends up being a reason why he says, like, man, 
I love Denver. Like right. I love well, these people. I want to stay here. You know, that's like, pretty awesome. It means we did something right. It's like when you get married and you're you're building your like list of of your boys that you're gonna have <laughs> be there, right? Like yeah. you're like, look, these guys did all these things for me, and it wasn't because they wanted to be my best man. Exactly, yeah. they did it because they the they did it for the right reasons, right. and that's why they're there. Yep. And it's that's the relationship building. You do things for the right reasons, and you reap the rewards of a, a mutually beneficial relationship, Absolutely. a positive relationship. Yep. And right now, Nazem Kadri and the Avalanche are in as good a place as they've ever been with each other. Right. Please, I know that there's going to be somebody that watches this and is like, oh, yeah, after last night, they're in a great place. I still think they are in a great place. <laughs> they are yeah. in a great place. <laughs> no doubt. Um, Speaking of great relationships, we have a great relationship with Avaca TV. Oh, yeah. boy, do we. Um, watch the apps. Yeah. I, as I say, watch our show immediately after. That's on exactly the right. channel. People could be watching on Avaca right People now. People might be watching this on Avaca right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. As I say. They on definitely the, are. On the Broncos Street podcast, if you or anyone you know has been affected by billionaire greed, uh, <laughs> keeping you from being able to watch your favorite teams, do we have the solution for you? It's Avaca TV, where you cannot just watch the Avs. You cannot just watch the Nuggets. You cannot only watch... The Colorado Rockies. You can watch DNVR on there. And the best part about that Rapids is they're all too. right next to each other in the channel line. Yeah. That like that hypes me up. You know, like ESPN, ESPN two right next to each other. That's great. Altitude, DNVR. Uh, That's freaking good. We're ESPN News, you know, yeah. right there. ESPN well, Classic. A Mammoth ESPN Rapids. News. Don't forget those yes, guys. Of course. Huh? Huh? So okay. Check out Ivaca <laughs> TV. It's actually a really great product. Uh, and it's cheap. 25 bucks a month plus $10 for your receiver. But when you use the code DNVR and you go to evaca.tv slash DNVR, you get 10 bucks off your first three months. So you won't even have to worry about that receiver. It's an awesome deal. So check out our friends over at Ivaca and also check out our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Ever heard of them, Andre? The best sportsbook in all the land. New users right now. Get in five bucks on an NBA money line. Get a buck. 50. Pretty, what? pretty sweet. And you don't even have to win your bet. Thank God for that. Giving out yeah, participation yeah. trophies. Let's go. Yeah, especially with how these NBA wow. games are going. You know, <laughs> if you blew it by quarter one and you know it already, it doesn't matter. DraftKings right. will None of the NBA up. games are even entertaining anymore. Yep. So just bet your money. Don't even yeah. watch and get 150 bucks. Outstanding bu stuff. Um, do you have a con smite favorite for us, AJ, on DraftKings Sportsbook? Yeah, I mean, is it Fasileski at plus six hundred? Oh, oh. Get out of here! Boo! How's he gonna win Con Smythe from his couch? Yeah, yeah good AJ, it's a great question. First ever. <laughs> that would be amazing. More like the couch Smythe trophy. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> Thanks. Got one. him. Yaddy. How about Connor McDefense? Oh, Kale McCarr. That's my pick. Well, it would help if he would score a goal. It yeah, would help. It would. It would I know. I've been missing him scoring he scored goals. a goal in the series. Not in this series. I know. But he, what, how many points does he have in the playoffs? Well, he came into the series with 10. Yeah, and I think he's had two assists in the series. Yep. Maybe so three. That's 12, baby. That is still a lot. That's a lot. It's They could okay. call that the Connor <laughs> McDavid Award in 50 years, the playoff MVP who never made it to the finals. <laughs> That could be the Connor McDavid award. Yeah, could be the Kel McCarr award. Do you think hey, hey, how dare you? Unbelievable. How? I thought you who liked is, the, Who is this man? What kind of community get, pillar are you? Get him off the, the community's in uh, great peril. Where's my friend and what have you done with him? <laughs> yeah, for real. It's happened already. Jeez. <laughs> okay, anyways. DraftKings Draft Sportsbook. Sportsbook. Bossy uh, would be a good one. Yeah. 
There you go. I told you. If you yeah, want an emotional yeah. hedge, that's the one. Yeah. Um, Joking Sportsbook, where you can also get a sign-up bonus up to $1,000 when you use the code DNVR. Sign-up, of course, must be 21 or older. Colorado only. Bonus comprised of first pause bonus and first bet match. Each of $500. Pause bonus cards are 25 bucks. Play through restrictions to apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right. We talked about Kadri, but we got to talk about some of the other ones. And maybe it'll give us an idea of where it kind of ranks. I don't really want to rank anything mm -hmm. just because I think all of these exist on their own. And, and especially the cadre one is so different from anything else, but I think it's a great opportunity to relive some of the best playoff moments in history. So Eric, I'll start with you. Let's go through some of these nuggets ones. Oh my God. So end of list. <laughs> wow. Kind of is. That's not a great list. Ooh. So you 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 just bury the abs. You just bury the nuggets. Who is who's safe uh, on this panel? As what far as community do you represent? No, what, which pillar are you looking to prop up? I tell you what, out? I'm all with I'm with all the doomers today. Ugh, Dude, gosh, you are doom and or gloom. We, we rising up. It's our time. You're, 2012 you is here, baby. Does everyone realize oh, that? Man, uh, how terrible! I, I hate to be the one to tell you this. Hockey very unpredictable. Uh, abs, oh, is it? Abs are up. <laughs> Shit. They are up in the series. Uh, they played dominant to the point where. They like the Blues are so unbelievably fortunate to still for this still to be happening. They're gonna just they're gonna get dominated. Is someone it? so like I tweeted out last night, Abs are gonna be fine, and someone's like, "That's what I said after Game Five against Vegas." And I'm like, "Wasn't but the they were thing. down three two after Vegas, Game Five against Vegas?" Right, a little ambitious there. Yes, and at no point did the Blues look like they were I like out also, physically. I was wrong in the past, therefore, <laughs> I'm wrong forevermore. A, a different person will be wrong in a different situation in See? a different setting. Now we're getting you back. Like, road, road teams are four yeah, and one dude, in I, this series. The past series, does so. not impact this yeah, series. No. Past no. results do not predict just, future uh, results. Um, I mean, it's the best predictor of future results is past, but... Yeah. Yes. He's not, not in wrong. sports. Uh, or in, uh, <laughs> you're, I mean, you're, you're, you're not wrong. Anywho. Not uh, in my current <laughs> narrative that I will not let go of. All right. The Nuggets I'm had the greatest cluster of amazing playoff performances yeah. in the bubble. Yeah. yeah. That's true. Some will tell you that the bubble All should not be counted uh, amongst other playoff runs no, because no. of the unique circumstances that the, all the players found themselves under. I myself maintain, and I argue, that there, there is a psychological element in those playoffs that will never be experienced again in that all of the NBA was imprisoned at Disneyland. And they couldn't... <laughs> They weren't able. God, to, that sounds like a '90s comedy. I'm, I'm telling you, like, I'm amazed the Wayne's brothers didn't do that. Listen, like, 15 we watched, years ago, we watched the erosion of the psyche of uh, Paul George throughout the playoffs. Mm. We watched, Don't we do that every year? Yeah. Not like this. I, I, I'm telling you, like, there's a eroding. You, you see, like, uh, you see, like, um, documentaries about the Stanford prison uh, experiment, experiment yeah. and how when put in certain situations like human beings change and uh there's just psychological pressure that you're not typically under i mean you'll talk people will tell you like the purists like george carl for example will tell you going and having to play in front of opposing fan bases there's nothing more intimidating it causes uh you know like tell that much, to nazim kadri tell it to nazim kadri yeah. the point being uh these playoffs this year in the NBA are so atrociously terrible. That's what I'm going to say. Uh, Play them in the bubble every uh, year if we can avoid the this the NBA shit. in the bubble every year. We saw nothing but iconic performances and, like, night after night shot after making night. And the Denver Nuggets. All basketball, baby. All basketball. All basketball no and oh. water slides, as I recall, <laughs> from seeing on Instagram. And Mickey Mouse. <laughs> and Mickey Mouse. And, uh, and complaining about like the food that you were served, which is much better than like, the food some that of the, Some of the great, like, 
NBA vlogs of all time. Oh, the right. top, top vlog material. Yeah. It's amazing we're actually talking about a real moment in history, and this isn't like some bit we're doing yeah, right now. Yeah, true. Well, he's talking it about them being imprisoned in Disneyland, and I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm like trying to think, like, what was it like for the NHL players imprisoned in that hotel in Much Edmonton? worse. Much right. worse. Yeah, like, at, least, at, least like, yeah. at least like the NBA players were imprisoned in a place that was meant to bring joy. Yes. Yeah. Even if it yeah. was bringing psychological horror. In between right. games, right. they're all like hanging out. Yeah. It's like, the um, what was the Just wandering the by ball- taking picture of the Donovan Balkan Mitchell. boys? <laughs> yes, uh, yes. Spider running into they're at the pool. Jamal. Coach yes. Malone's in the bucket hat. All the same, like oh, I, I we'll just never see anything like it again. But no, it, pre- it, it presented us with incredible, iconic moments. Uh, not only because of where we were in the world, in that we were all also imprisoned at home, uh, looking for absolutely anything. We were right. here. <laughs> yeah, well, you were getting yeah. COVID. Uh, we were, it, no, we, we were, the no, no, but we were like three. all looking for anything, any shred of normalcy, yep. anything to like remind us that the, the world that we once knew was still existing and we could return to it at some point. But then piled on top of that, there was unbelievable civil unrest, which seems improbable if you re- think back, if we were all trapped in our houses, how were we also all out rioting? I don't know how we did this. Um, but there was just like there was just a confluence of events that made what Jamal Murray did in that bubble run just like so unbelievable and just like will never be matched again. Not, I mean, just from a statistical standpoint, yeah. he literally performed better than prime Michael Jordan. He had two 50 point games within uh Three two games, games of each man. other. Yeah. The Nuggets turned in one of the least inspiring performances I've ever seen in my entire life in Game Three against the Jazz. I was ready to disavow the team. I've was, never seen anything like. I was ready. The we were Nuggets ta- guys. After we were that sitting. Game. Or we, we were sitting here like, do we have to talk about a trade package for Jokic? Like, what are we doing? What is this? Like, I, I, the one I remember is like. Jamal Murray for Ben Simmons or something. Dude, we were like Jamal Murray for uh, Patrick Beverly. Uh, <laughs> Jamal Murray for uh, open space on the bench. Like, the, it was, we got so decimated in game three. Rudy Gobert absolutely just owned Nikola Jokic. And then a f- switch just flipped. And from that point forward, Jamal Murray was so locked in. He was hit, like, if you actually look at the, the stats during that time, like, he was hitting uh, his three-point shot at around 50%, which is uh, unheard of, yep. especially in a, I mean. I, in the playoffs. The, it, it's, it's funny to say the playoffs because I do agree with George Carl in that the fact that you don't have people screaming at you, like, allows you <laughs> to focus more and you, you're, you know, you're maybe you're not as apt to miss shots because you're not nervous in the same way. All the same, like, you're still playing uh, against the no top. No respect for the uh, people on the Zoom calls on the TV screen. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I did, well, I, did, did any of you do that, by the way? Where, where, I was never invited to. I knew somebody that did it, and they were like, I was on a Zoom call with Charles Barkley. It was <laughs> awesome. <laughs> um, this is like Katie Wingy. Totally, totally. <laughs> but, I mean, so they somehow get through the, the the jazz series where he and Donovan Mitchell are just trading blows like we've never seen before. Yeah, Donovan Mitchell scoring 60 points. Jamal Murray scoring 50 points in multiple games back-to-back. They, they were just uh, – and, and Jamal Murray scoring in, like – those 360 layups, just oh, yeah. like yeah. highlight after highlight after highlight, like things that will never be forgotten in Nuggets lore. And then to go into, to overcome the goddamn jazz in, in the most heroic oh. fashion, almost lose it. The, the, the ball is one inch from going in and from Mike Conley, he, they almost win the series. So we're on a razor's edge. 
make it to the next round, immediately go down one three again. Yeah. Immediately go back yeah, yeah. down one three, and we're like, uh, whatever. I mean, like <laughs> that was cool. Round one was. We were cool. kind of like jokingly being like, "Well, they did it once." They yeah, yeah it totally, again. <laughs> totally. We were like, "Whatever." And then somehow they did. Nuggets activated. Somehow they did it again. Just absolutely the exact same switch. Flipped it. I don't know why they turned it off after the first round. They turned it back right. on. Right. They should have just kept it on. Jamal Murray scores forty points. He scores fifty points. It's like he. Well, in all these games too. It's unreal. Even it's not like they came. They went down one three and then just started mowing teams down. Like they went down one three and then every other game they were down ten at some yeah. point. Yeah. Like. And then they were like, "All right, fine. Let's see if we can, you know." Like. That that bubble run, I, I am bulletproof at this point. <laughs> Nothing can bother me ever. Like I yeah, went through insane. the full gauntlet of human emotion. Was I insane. was the lowest I've ever been. After the Jets. the highest I've ever been, the mediumest I've ever been, <laughs> all in a row. And we just like the elation that I felt when they beat the clip. When I when they beat the Jazz, I felt relief. When they oh, beat the, the Clippers, Clippers, I felt just elation. Yeah. yeah. And then, it also helped that they'd done so much shit talking when they were up 3 1. Oh, the Clippers. Go! And it's, and it's always and, 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 so easy to be big when you're ahead. It's always like, a Morris uh, tweet. Yeah, the Joke more and find out, my friends. The, the more I always the get more themselves. I, the in more trouble. I of the story I, is yeah. don't yeah. mess around with the Denver Nuggets and Nikola Jokic. But the, it just things we will. The most probably iconic moment, uh, which didn't actually come after the best game, was Jamal Murray's interview yeah. after game five, or was it six? Chills, man. Um, I think it, it was the, this was at the height of the <clears throat> Brianna Taylor. Uh, unfortunately, there's like that portion in time is like divided into two different weeks when it was a different person we were outraged about. Yeah, which um, is. And he was just so overcome with emotion. He had those sneakers on that were hand painted. And then uh, after giving. A, an interview where he was so emotionally raw and he was holding back tears mm -hmm. then pictured in the yeah. uh, the ramp leading out to the locker room just like overcome oh, by emotion leaning down um, the last thing forgotten. for me in that moment is how drained you can just see he is yeah he's physically drained because yes. he just left everything on the court he's emotionally drained because of everything that's going on and meanwhile he's got a camera and a microphone in his face talking to the world yes. and you can just see how hard it is for him to like conjure up you know the words that describe how yes. he's feeling and like that yeah. was so powerful in that moment it was just watching jamal be like I, like i don't I, I mean i'm just leaving everything out there like he could barely think barely speak and he was so overcome with emotion and of course there's the, the picture of him oh, afterwards which Unbelievable! What, well, I mean, goosebumps every time. Yeah, right yeah. with the freedom. freedom I mean, the, like truly. I have that sticker on, truly on my water a, bottle. Truly, a moment that will never be forgotten. I mean, this is it, it, as far as the uh, imagery that represents the Denver Nuggets. It's Dikembe Mutombo holding up the b basketball, and yeah. it's Jamal Murray yeah. kneeling on the ramp outside of uh, outside of that game. And so, I mean, really, like at the end of the day, like the the greatest playoff performance was this entire run by Jamal Murray. He just turned in performances like we'll literally never see again yeah one after the next perfectly said any other ones that you want you feel like deserve a, a i mean carmelo anthony had uh great playoff moments um in the, more the buzzer beater sense. against the the mavericks but the that's mavericks, more of like a, a moment playoff moment rather than a playoff performance yeah I, nikola Jokic. uh 
you know, has every game. That's just it. The thing Yogi about you against yeah. Lillard. Yes. In the game where Lillard oh, just yeah. would not let Portland die. And yeah, yes, and uh, a lot of Austin Rivers looks at the sky Jokic's like, "Thank best God, games, when he yeah. finally misses yeah. one shot." Um, but the thing about Nikola Jokic is he's just like a Panzer tank. He just rolls like he's just so dominant yeah, yeah, every game yeah. that it's it's unfair to him. But it's like hard to have like he has one game where he scored I think forty three points against the Spurs in uh, the playoff performance before the bubble, and that was like. Ridiculous, but they lost. All the right. best playoff performances the... statistically, they lose. Yes, and was also fifty-five minutes. Yes, against Portland, the triple yeah. overtime where Jokic played all but like right five right. minutes in a oh an, an hour-long game. Um, he broke the uh, stat counter on NBA.com because it was not <laughs> yes, programmed for yes. it to go to the numbers he played. Yes, and all so in the face of... So he played of, like six minutes or something. <laughs> right, but like 60. all in the face of everyone telling him that he's a fat guy from Serbia. That yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. That, that, That's who we're talking about. Like this is the guy that's just completely unaffected by everything, just goes about his business. Even people in Denver were calling him out of shape still at that point. Right, and you're like, bro... Uh, what are you talking about? Like no other NBA player has logged these kind of minutes ever. Yeah. Insane. Yep. That that's the one that kind of sticks out to me and of course the Nuggets lost that one so it doesn't really count. <laughs> I, that's just um, it. <laughs> but I mean it, truly with him it's like we talked about a David Thompson game yep, <laughs> uh, where he had 37, 6, and 6 to like win in game 7 send the Nuggets to the Western Conference Finals. 76. And it's like oh so he just had like a standard Jokic game? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Like, like, oh, game three. Cool. Yeah, like that's it's it's kind of hard to like conceptualize. He he basically steps on the floor and gives you thirty ten ten ish every time he goes out there in a playoff yeah. game. Yeah, yeah. Well, and in the playoffs, it might be more thirty fifteen ten. Yeah, he's that's his true. Yeah, ten is yeah ten is, so is short so shorting him. So, uh, all right, want to talk a little Broncos here? Or should we? And then we'll finish with some of the the other Abs ones. Sure. Um, obviously, you have the drive, which statistically isn't going to be much. So Again, much like kind of the MVP. The yeah. The moment. But, it's a moment. But not a, a, it's an extended moment. It's not just like one throw, you know, like, like Tebow to DT drive. is definitely a moment. Yeah. Um, but well. That's like a whole drive, but it still, I think, goes closer to the moment side of things. Terrell Davis, obviously, Super Bowl 32 is way up there. And I think one of the more comparable to some uh, like the Kadri moment, the Jamal Murray moment. It's not social injustice or racism or death threats. He's dealing, though, in the biggest game of his career <laughs> with a massive migraine. He has to be on the field while he can barely see as a decoy. And he still breaks, I mean, all sorts of records. The three touchdowns is the one that rushing touchdowns is the one that still stands. But 157 rushing yards on 30 carries against the defensive front that everyone and their mother said there was no way the Broncos could run on. Yeah. Yes, I mean. Go back and watch that Super Bowl. It's the first thing they talk about. It's glorious. When it's uh, just the Broncos offense gets on the field oh. is the size of their offensive yes. line yes. against Gilbert Brown yeah. and, the, and the defensive oh, and line. Gilbert Brown's on the sideline sucking air by the, by the time <laughs> yeah. TD's done with him. So that's an all-timer. That under, I think underrated performance, Denver's running backs in the revenge game against Jacksonville to start that playoff yeah. run because yeah. they had just what yep. had happened in Denver the year before with yep. the Jags. And, you know, Brunel and McArdle and Means and those guys. Yeah. And then the next year they come back and then they get that punt block and they go and, and you know, he blocks the punt and it sticks in his arm mm -hmm. and he just runs into the end zone. Yeah. And you're like, 
oh no, my god this is happening right, again right, right this is good what is with the jags in denver and then they literally run over them yeah. where uh terrell davis has 100 yards rushing he had what 188 yeah and then well and then Derek laville comes in yeah, and has 100 yeah, yards yeah. rushing yeah. and then they took him out because he had a couple of yeah. touchdowns <laughs> right. And then Von Hebron comes in and has like 80 yards Amazing. of his own oh my God. on like seven carries or whatever. Yeah, and they literally ran the Jags out of Denver yeah. and out of relevance for the next 15 years. It, it yeah, actually no goes kidding. to, it's really true. 20. Um, <laughs> it actually goes to a, uh, something I was saying today about the Broncos, you know, new scheme and how it, if the offensive line is working right in that scheme, it doesn't matter who you put back there. And obviously, you, you know, you talk about that game, but like they were just mowing them down. Yeah. And so it was just like, put anyone back there. They're going to run free. Well, literally, they take TD out because they're like, well, this is done. And then Derek Laville, they're like, well, yeah. we're going to take Derek Laville out now because yeah. he has down. a couple of touchdowns and 130 yards rushing. Yeah. Yeah. And then Von Hebron's like, all right, my turn. And like, what? Von yeah. Hebron? Yeah. Yeah, insane. He also his other his highest. That's the second highest most rushing yards in playoff uh, career history. The other one's game one against Miami the next year. Um, the thirty-one three yeah, at home lights yeah. him up hundred and ninety-nine yards. Oh, get him the one more yard. I, what are we doing here? TD in the playoffs is TD in the playoffs and and that's TD why, in the playoffs is why he's in the Hall of Fame. Probably the best God. playoff running back of all time. Yeah, oh. yeah, uh, one of the greatest playoff like, performances. And there in, was no better. Yeah. Hundred percent. One of the Barry greatest Sanders playoff wishes. <laughs> he does wish. The the Lions have been in the playoffs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, for real. And then, then Smith wishes oh, too. Vaughn Super Bowl fifties way up there. Okay, and so that's what I was gonna go to next is Vaughn and Vaughn. You can almost just go with the whole playoffs as his performance, right? Yeah. Like they go through similar to R Terrell, Roethlisberger, Brady. And Cam Newton, by the MVP, way, the Cam MVP, Newton. I believe unanimous MVP that year, uh, Cam Newton. Jokic um, And Vaughn was just on a tear that whole playoffs. And it's so cool because all these people that we're talking about, um, Kadri we haven't quite seen it yet from, but like there's certain people that have an extra level they can yep. go to uh, in the playoffs. Jamal is absolutely one of them. Of course, of course Jokic. TD obviously turned it up a notch in the playoffs. Elway uh, for sure. And Vaughn, though he sadly didn't get to see that much of it. Obviously, he's injured um, during the 2013 run. They have the 2015 run and then never make the playoffs again with Vaughn. But, like, we saw it. Like, he went to the next level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and obviously, it culminates with Super Bowl 50, two strip sacks in the game. And he would, like... It was unreal watching that defense led by him, the way they were disrupting two Hall of Fame quarterbacks and yeah. a MVP yeah. that season uh, in Cam Newton throughout that entire run. And Vaughn was just unstoppable, straight up unstoppable. Yeah. Well, in the AFC Championships way up there, you could talk about Vaughn that year. You could talk about DeMarcus Ware. Oh my God. Obviously, the whole team performance is above all else, so you almost can't talk about, about an individual's, but... That's like, if I'm down and I need like 30 plays to go to, that's that's what I go to. And I miss that so much. Like watching the watching a game with Von Miller on the field when it gets down to the point where like the other team is in desperation mode. You know they have to throw a pass, and you're like, 
It's Von Miller time, baby. Yeah. Yep. There's a sack. Yeah. Co- I know there's a sack coming, and there always would be. I want to give a special shout out to Steve Atwater in Super Bowl 32 because mm-hmm. I've always said that if he doesn't drop that interception, he has just as good a case as for Super Bowl MVP as TD did. Yeah, because so insane. He was wrecking a menace ball. Yeah. in that game. Yeah. A one-man menace in a defensive backfield that wasn't very good. Against and, a potent passing offense yeah, and that like, needed every play from Steve. Like, it it started with him trying to kill Antonio Freeman on the opening touchdown. And Freeman does a great job of holding on. Yeah. And then it just ramped up. Like, the violence ramped up from there, from yeah. Atwater. Because he was... Well, I mean, it, it got to the point where at the end of the game, he knocks out himself... He knocks out uh, Randy Hilliard and uh, Robert Brooks. All all three of them in one play go down on that. uh, I think it was the third down right before before the fourth down play that ended the game. And, and like, he has a forced fumble because – and he had – I think he had another sack. Like, he was an absolute holy terror. And that was the one thing, like, I didn't remember watching it as a kid. But when I went back and watched it live, I was like, holy crap, dude. You talk about Steve making Atwater your... wrecked this game. Yeah. Yeah. You talk about making your presence felt. Yeah. Especially against a passing offense like that where like you need them to feel Against to the feel back-to-back that... MVP yeah. in Brett Favre, mind you. Um, yeah. It's just kind of sad. It probably would have been funny like 10 years ago, but now it's sad. Uh, Steve told me like he knocked himself out. You know, it's like two. There's one play, I think, after that. Uh, the ne- Like that was third down. There was yeah. a fourth down. He's like. I was so, I didn't even know like when we won the Super Bowl, I didn't even react because I didn't even know like what time it was what yeah like where we were in the game. I just saw everyone start jumping around and I was like, we won. That's so scary though. <laughs> That's what yeah. I'm saying. Like it's well, and you go back and you want and it's, it's like scary. very classic like violent level of football and that's what he did. I mean that's who he was was. That's why he had shoulder problems at the end of his career. It's because he used it. He used those shoulders. Dude, yeah, he was sure. he was a truck of of a safety. And in that game, it I I don't think it ever got better for Steve Atwater than in right. that game in particular. It's hilarious when you see Steve stand next to like Justin Simmons. You're like those guys play the same position. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like crazy. Man. Like Steve. I I always say I I legitimately think if Steve Atwater was a product in in today's football, he would be an edge rusher. Like that's how big he was playing safety. It's wild. I mean, he is Hassan Reddick size. Yes. Who is an edge rusher in the modern NFL. Anyway, go back and watch that game. And- yeah. The only other one we haven't mentioned is Elway Super Bowl 33, his final game, 336 passing yards, the long bond to Ron Smith, which is the one touchdown he had, thus throw pick 18 to 29. They're just such elite performances we've got here with the Broncos, but that certainly belongs up there. And Peyton put up 400 uh, against the Patriots, which is dope, uh, in the 2013 AFC Championship game, which would probably be remembered a lot more if it weren't for what happened a couple weeks later. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Champ against the Patriots, too. With the That's big, yeah, the yeah. ninety-nine yard almost pick six. Yeah. yeah, I was there for it that. It was great in that game, though. Like he, we, yeah, we yeah, talked yeah. about that yeah. play, right? But that was the year that it was, you know, two thirds of the earth mm-hmm. is covered by water, and the other third is covered by Champ Bailey. Absolutely. Oh well, I mean, they make a run to the AFC Championship. It's the only playoff. Yeah. It's the first playoff game Brady Belichick lose together. Right. It was I mean, like it's, the first it's a big deal. It was the first like popping of the of their bubble. Hell yeah. Yeah. yeah, they I never recovered. 
a, a lot of these for the Broncos came against the Patriots, which is kind of cool. Within yeah. the last 20 yeah. years, the 25. Which is why when people are like, everyone calls me like a Tom Brady hater or something, like that. I'm like, I don't need Tom Brady. The Broncos own Tom Brady. You're like, yeah. what's the Yeah, who cares? It's like today on the app show, we had people who were like, oh, you guys sound nervous about Jordan Bennington. Why? Yeah, that was, that, my, that was my point online. Like, why would the Avalanche feel compelled to take out Jordan Bennington? They've they beat him so many times. Like, what? That's the guy they swept last year. Yeah, yeah like, exactly. what are we talking about? They, yeah. they at that point they had won uh, seven out of eight attempts against the Jet or the uh, Blues in the playoffs. They're like, we got to get rid of this Bennington. Yeah, well, <laughs> he has a losing record in his career against them. All right, we finished with the Avs. Um, oh, and I guess a, quickly a, a shout out to a couple Rockies ones. Obviously, the least that's uh, Rockies depth ones. of any of these. Kyle Freeland against the Cubs. Yes, was end of list. Epic. epic. It was epic. so epic. Um, yeah, baseball's kind of harder, right? Like it's more like well, they just oh, causes NLDS 07. Too many holidays NLCS 07. Too like, many. I mean, like Jeff Francis in game one yes, against the yes, Phillies. Yes. Where he yep. strikes out the side in the first inning, yeah. and you're like, and like Jeff France is not a strikeout guy. No, and that no. includes Jimmy Rollins and Ryan yeah. Howard. Eight Ks yeah. that day, and I mean Chase Ryan. Lee. I yeah. swear Ryan Howard looked like he he just like swung and missed every pitch Francis threw at him. That yeah, day. well he kept throwing him off speed. So He was a year ahead of it. So it was so great. funny. Like, um, Howard had like 50 homers and just like. Yeah. Couldn't get within a foot of what yeah, Francis he was just throwing. Handle him. that oh, change up. He was, that was so yeah, great. He was off it. Matt Holiday was awesome throughout the entire NLCS against the uh, yeah. D-backs. Yeah. But game four, like to close yeah, it out, he, has, time, he has a bomb and I think a double on top of that. Maybe yep. something else. Um, Three ribbies that day. For sure. <clears throat> yep. Um, that was more like a body of work. Yes. Than like a game. Totally. Totally. He That's deserved the thing, MVP. right? Yeah. 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 Um, I'm trying to think if there's any other Rockies ones we're missing. There's a, like a, a nice Kazmatsui game three in the NLDS with uh, a triple and one of only two RBIs on the game. You know, it's pretty like. Yeah. It's more like the Rockies success was uh, in the playoffs was more about moments. Yes. Yeah. You know, like Jamie Carroll sack fly, you know, stuff like that. Oh, right. Like, yeah. 100%. Small ball stuff. You know, Tony, Tony a lot Walters of hitters with were, the game yeah, winning uh, single in Chicago. Yeah, Chicago. Like, yeah. it's, but it's more those He was probably like one for five or something in that game. Or one he was for there. Six. Was not even that. Oh, because he came in. He was their last bench player. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you know, yeah. The last guy before they had to start No going. one was getting well, hit that's in that like game. That's like 0-0 going into the 10th. Right? Yeah. yeah. And the one guy not on the list of Rockies... Uh, great I mean, even the guys who Nolan played in, in relief. He actually did. <laughs> he actually did have a home run in the game in Arizona where they like uh, were down big because yeah, John yeah, yeah. Gray got shelled to the high heavens. But they oh, came yeah. all the way back, and Nolan did have a bomb in there. Right. Yeah, okay, and then fine. you give up a triple to our Archie to the Bradley, pitcher, yeah. the reliever. Yeah. Archie yeah. Bridge. Yeah. All right, let's finish with some Hold abs on. ones. We I'm... have one uh, Rapids one in the comments here. Okay. You can read. Well, I mean, lots of big Connor Casey. You know. Dre, you want to talk us through this? Never forget the Mac Kenji destroying his ACL to score the goal that won the MLS Cup for the at Rapids in 2010. I actually remember <laughs> that game, but I didn't Omar know he Cummings? destroyed his ACL. No, I, I knew that, but I don't um, remember the goal. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember the goal either. I remember a lot of Omar Cummings doing magical stuff down the wing. and Connor Casey. Connor Casey bowling goals in. 
Yeah, I just like intimidating the ball to go into the goal. Man, as a, as a new pidsman, I need to know this. I don't know all these things. I need to be filled in so that I can. Well, be... well, we'll have plenty of TDSP uh, rapids. <laughs> I'd like to hear the full history you know. right now, if you don't mind. Well, well <laughs> so did I put you guys on the spot? Sorry. Uh, we're focusing more on Big Four right now, actually. Um, yeah, can we count sixty-two thirty-six as a playoff game? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Chris Brown. No, okay, you can't. Um, Let's finish with the abs. There's a, actually a lot to pull from here. What's I the think. greatest Buffs playoff moment? Ishmael Rucker not getting caught the flag on the punt? Bro. <laughs> All right, abs, let's go. Why are you going to come at me like that? I don't know. Remember when Ryan said he had to be off at five? I know. I'm supposed to meet with Spencer, but I don't see him. Um, the, abs ones, the abs ones I actually kind of struggled with because, like, Patrick Waugh, game six, 2001, in New Jersey. Um, the Avs didn't play well that game. They did not deserve to win that game. Patrick Waugh just refused. He just outplayed Marty Brodeur and Which, stole the Stanley Cup, basically. Yeah, yeah. And then the next game, you have a two-goal game from Alex Tange. Yep. Yeah. And in, like, Including games, the game, like game, game seven, seven lore, right? Yep. Yeah. You you have a multi goal game and a game seven that your team wins like you're a hero for the rest of your life. I can close my eyes and I can see that second goal, the big rebound that was given up. He's coming up yeah. the wing. One of my favorite one of my favorite hockey plays of all time mm. because it's a set play where they win the faceoff and Sackick just takes off up the wall and Adam Foot with the perfect like Adam Foot you think of as like the defensive defenseman, yeah, yeah. not a guy that contributes a lot of offense not exactly killing the car with this well and, and it was an absolute perfect up and out off the glass mm -hmm. onto sackick stick because mm -hmm. colin white sucked and he tried to pinch <laughs> and hold it in at the blue line it gets behind him that's how it creates the two on one and sackick receives it and it's the perfect pass off the pads like new jersey could not it, the only difference the that they could have done is Colin White could have tried to actually play defense. Yeah, tried to actually not hold that in. Yeah. But it was such a perfect play oh. from foot. That you don't see guys go high off the glass on a set play like that. Yeah. And like it's just it's it's like one of those like small hockey things yeah, that you yeah. notice. Uh and it's it's absolutely perfection. It could not have been executed better yeah. on any level from any guy involved. And how sick is that? In the biggest play, the biggest game, yeah. the biggest moment, they executed that perfectly. Yeah. Like, that's like what you dream about. Yeah, in a 1-1 game. Yeah, man. On a defensive zone face-off. <laughs> Pretty and cool. You, and you, and six seconds later, you're, you're, the puck is in the net at the other end. Mm. That's what an engine that team was. They were so good and so dangerous. They could do anything they wanted. Mm. Uh, and you know, know that just, team did just quickly. They lost some games. They, you know, that's we actually talked about it today. You know what they did is they had a three-one series lead in the second round against the against Blues. the LA against Kings. the LA Kings, oh, the Kings, and they got shut out in back-to-back -back games Yikes. in games five and six. That team shut out in back-to-back -back games by Felix Pavan, and I remember this. They win. They win game seven. Peter Forsberg goes to dinner. Ruptures his spleen and misses the rest of the postseason. Jeez. Crazy. <laughs> Good and thing Twitter won. wasn't around then, huh? Yeah. Yikes. Oh, my God. The meltdown. Yeah, the meltdown. Well, and then they played the Blues in the conference finals. Yeah, the Blues is what I, I, I had. Because I had uh, tickets to, uh, I think it 
what it was game five uh, i don't know i have to do the math anyway I, uh, clearly a great memory for me but yeah, yeah. Uh, i just remember watching joe sackick score one of his iconic goals i was up in the corner uh joe sackick uh, a little wrister from the the, uh, the little dot there Tell you what, that wrister <laughs> made a lot of moments. Yeah, yeah. wrister from the dot that covers yeah seventy percent of his goals. <laughs> We've also got crazy. sixty-three saves from Y and triple overtime against yeah, Florida. Yeah, right? game four, an absurd number. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah you I think mean, <laughs> not really. It's triple overtime. Yeah, Fair enough, that's true. Um, like but the think, fact that it's a Stanley Cup final game, think, right? Think about uh, think about that five overtime game a couple of years ago yeah. where. Jonas Corposalo's first ever playoff game, and he makes 85 saves. Wasn't there? There was a Colorado high school game this year that went to an absurd amount of overtime. I think it was the state championship. It was like Fort Collins versus someone else. Fort Collins ended up losing, but their goalie I made like 79 yes. saves or something. <laughs> I'd put it as an honorable mention Hamburglar. And uh, that I'm game, oh, Craig Anderson. That game, he's still in Nashville. Yeah, Andy, Craig Anderson's game, way up there. Game yeah. three against San Jose in 2010. Was that a 50 um, save shutout? It was. Yeah. I think it was actually 51. Yeah, no. there's a one in there for sure. Uh, and Forsberg, then six points. The, is funny, the one. funniest thing is, is that the best part of that was the on-ice interview afterward. Which is what? Where he, Kyle Keefe tries to talk to him, and the crowd won't let him. They're just chanting Andy, uh... Andy, Andy. And he, and like Craig Anderson, like, knows. And so he's just like standing there, and he's got like the like the slyest grin on his face, <laughs> like he he like he knows he just shut down the best team in hockey that year was the shark they the sharks that sharks team yeah. ruled yeah and like he just locked them down and because the Avs won that they got outshot like fifty one to eighteen and they win one nothing <laughs> right on a fluky so goal on an own goal in overtime <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. That's that one unreal. that one really sticks out. That's to in me. the that was actually the uh first game that was the first abs game um that I had attended after I moved back to Oh Denver. that's sick. Mm -hmm. That is so sick. In that's the crazy. comments we have Travis asking, remember um no, when Patrick is it a Rapids Wall comment? In game three, after he declared no more rats. Yeah, so Patrick Waugh, uh, obviously in the 96 Cup Finals, uh, the Panthers were throwing rats onto the ice after they scored every goal. And Actual rats? No. Plastic rats. Okay. Rubber rats. Uh, but a I real, mean, you never know in hockey. The whole, the, the whole thing so got true. started with a real rat. And real okay. when, uh, octopi. When future oh. blues legend Scott Bellenby hit a rat with his stick and... Uh, in the in the like in like the hallway. Oh my god! Yeah, Hockey's the greatest, and man. it turned into a whole like that was when their run started, and oh. so that's why the rats became a huge part, like an iconic part of their run. And Patrick Waugh hated it so much. He gave up a goal in Game Three, uh, and he like retreated. There's a famous picture of the rats just all around, and he's literally inside the net as they come down. And after the game, he said no more rats, and he didn't give up a goal after that. So, oh my god, that is yeah. so Patrick. fucking badass. There, uh, Patrick Patrick Waugh is the human embodiment of big dick energy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sure. Unfortunately, that, that that what a great that, way that, to put it. It, it does not turn off. Directions. It does not turn off. <laughs> it's a double-edged it BD. It, it applies in all facets of life, so and it is not always a good thing. Yeah. But in the world so of sports. If in a singular position such as goaltender, if the pendulum it's of why the pendulum he's the best balls ever. are swinging in your direction, great. I can't and believe I, I didn't know that story. Yeah. You make me rethink no that whole him 
pushing that's the so glass epic. with yes. the other coach. Yes. It, it's, that's the BDE. That's the BDE <laughs> back and forth. Him and the Anaheim coach, right? Bruce we, Boudreau. Yeah. We, need a, we need a no more rats moment. It, well, they need a Patrick Watt type of player. <laughs> um, yeah, bro. So, I know. Who does uh, I would also say, uh, for, again, from the 96 series against Florida, um, Peter Forsberg's first period hat trick in game two. Yeah. Pretty, we almost had one last night. Pretty pretty good way to uh, to get off a to a start in a game. In the Does he have six points in that one? No. And then okay, that's that's another Forsberg game. Uh, that was a regular season game. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. we almost had a first period hat trick last night. By the way, shout yeah. out to uh, Mile High Profit who was here last night. Really put the profit in Mile High Profit before the game. He told me Nathan McKinnon's getting a hat trick tonight. So, Ooh, wow! I called really? on air that the Avs were going to score first, and it was going to be Nathan McKinnon, and they were going to win the first period. Let's go! And so, all when all I those things happened, that. I was I was rolling. And what's and what's, what's messed up about all this is it should have been we should have been talking today about okay, Kadri was amazing, obviously, yeah, and all the stuff we talked about. Yeah. But Games then four McKinnon, and five, yeah, and that goal. Uh, is yep. that more impressive than the rookie game three against Minnesota? Game two. Game two? Yeah. You think yesterday's performance is better? Yeah. That goal is truly one of the best oh my individual God. moments I've ever seen in a hockey game. Dude, that was the dopest goal I've ever seen, mm -hmm. all things considered. That yeah. drag, that toe drag, was the fastest thing I've ever... Like, I, I mean, I've obviously seen... I've seen dirty dangles, bro. Not like <laughs> that, man. That was so... Fast and then the flip, I was just like, everything it took me he did like was, it, yeah, it was all in of the it. back of the net so quickly that like he was skating around and was almost back to the avalanche bench by the time I was my brain had caught up with what had just happened. And I looked around, everyone else's chair, I was like, ah! <laughs> like I couldn't process yeah. it, it was too goddamn fast. Yeah, it was madness. Yeah, the elevation was the part Jesus. that how quickly he got that thing uh, to up. the roof. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. And uh, it sucks it got wasted. It, it really does suck. Um, but now he just gets to go do it again tomorrow. I want to finish this talking about the Avs. We'll mm. go around. We're going to finish with AJ. Kill, I mean, kill McCarr's first game. Yeah. Oh, that, and, that's a moment. And, well, I mean, that game. Yeah. It, was, it wasn't like one guy. It was like the team was like, yeah, we're going to show Calgary what's up. Yep. Okay, we're going around. Eric, your concern level about the Avs, 1 to 10. Uh, zero. Andre. Yeah, I said in the negative on bets. Yep, I'm at zero. Where are you? I'm at like a two. All right, that's good. Yeah. We can wrap up there. I actually do I, have to go I now. like strongly, strongly believe that this will either be the thing that brings out the best in them and we'll see it tomorrow or it's a thing that breaks them and defines the era i don't think there's any in between and i don't and i just don't me just my personal opinion i don't think that that's going to be that second one but it happens yeah listening to them last night man was it just inspired a lot of confidence in me didn't even bother yeah i, I skipped it entirely oh, you I didn't knew, hear i knew what it, i knew what was coming I didn't need to know it. They were I already. I already knew that they were already in St. Louis. They were unfazed. It felt to me that they were. They were already in St. Louis, and I feel like they are gonna wander into Enterprise Center tomorrow, Dick first, and just drop the hammer. Cool. 
Oh, Hell smoke. yeah! Like, Holy smokes! It's my, it's my. Um, I'm of the opinion that they are, <laughs> Wait, like, they are going to like bring the building with them when they clinch the series tomorrow. We don't want that building. Right? Um, and well, right, but it's going to be something they can wipe their ass with in the oh, next wow. round. That sounds wi- like wildly like, uncomfortable, but all the same, I, the like, gesture. I'm of the opinion that they're about to like end that franchise. Let's go, because I think it's, I think the anger is going to be the thing that they take from it. But you have to recognize that the other thing is possible. Totally. It's the world of sport for a reason. And I believe that is a great place to finish. May you all, man or woman, walk dick first in wherever this you go. And and drop, drop the hammer. Drop the hammer. On YouTube, we have so many little porn bots. Drop the hammer. If you click that link tomorrow night after the game, it'll be a highlight of tomorrow night's yeah, exactly. game. <laughs> Let's go. All right. Exactly. <laughs> See you guys later. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.